Hello, and welcome to another episode of Much Talk About Nothing, a show about movies, music, and more, where we continue on our endless journey in search of something to talk about. As always, I'm your host, Grant Ingram, and if you want to be a part of the show, you can send us an email at muchtalkaboutnothing at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Instagram at muchtalkaboutnothing and on Twitter at mtanpodcast. We'd really love to hear from you. Joining me today to talk about the new album from Crossroads EMC, which is called Landmarks, everyone give it up for Grant Skillen. How you doing, Grant? Good. I've been uh, restless in the summer, but I'm doing good. Yeah, I think we all have, um, <laughs> with a mask on and everything, right? Yep. Well, I guess we can't really talk about Crossroads EMC without its founding member, Ethan Collier. How you doing, Ethan? It's great to have you on. I'm doing pretty good, Grant and other Grant. Thanks, guys, for having me back on. If you've been listening to the show for a while, you've heard him on the first episode. Mm-hmm. I was on the show before it was cool. <laughs> yeah, um, I think that's still the most popular episode we've had. That's right, it is. This one's going to be a little bit different. We're going to kind of interview you. Um, so do you want to start off by taking us behind the themes of the album in general before we talk specifics? Um, so the idea behind Landmarks as an album is um, it's supposed to kind of depict personal growth in um, kind of throughout its process, and there's certain key points in the album. So the first song, Restless in the Summer, kind of starts off with this idea of not being content with your surroundings, with kind of the world around you. Um, that's why it uses um, like summer and other kind of happy imagery, but in a kind of jilted way. Um, and then the next three tracks all kind of build and kind of present their own issues um, until you get to the halfway point, which is being honest. And so that's kind of the key point of the album itself, because it's the idea of taking the problems that are kind of brought forth in the first four tracks and expressing them outward um, to God, actually, even though it doesn't say God in it. But it's this idea of kind of venting and reaching out uh, with your issues. And then the final four tracks all kind of tackle kind of similar issues that the first four did but it's supposed to be with more like maturity and more kind of um something you're more grounded in what um let me try to say this right it's more grounded in something other than yourself um and it kind of in and it ends with where the light breaks through which is supposed to kind of be um the kind of capstone where you've kind of processed the issues and you're kind of, you've grown. Yeah, that song almost has like a worship vibe to it. Um, do you want to you wanna take us a little bit further back there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, uh, I guess I wrote it in the wilderness, actually. Um, I was in Colorado uh, climbing mountains with uh, some friends of mine. And we had this like three hour, we had this, like this Bible study thing that we're supposed to do where we're supposed to go out into the woods by ourselves, right um but our guides would not tell us how long uh, it ended up being three hours oh wow <laughs> I, I don't know if you know that's that, that's a long time to just kind of sit there by yourself um, it gives you a lot of time though to ponder and just think about stuff though mm-hmm. yeah and so it was actually really good for me because at the time i had a lot of kind of uncertainty because i was going into like junior year and junior years you know when you gotta like figure out what you where you want to go to school, take the ACT, all the fun 
college prep stuff that no one actually likes. But uh, it was really good for me because I was kind of freaking out about all of that. But um, while I was out there, God kind of worked in my heart and he told me to be diligent with what he had given me and to not necessarily worry as much about what I didn't have yet. Just that if I stayed kind of um, and worked hard at what he had put before me, that everything else would kind of take care of itself. Um, and so in the back about, I think, hour of the three-hour saga, um, that song kind of came to me. So I wrote out down the lyrics. And then over like, I think, half a year, uh, Eli and I recorded and finished it up. Wow. That's a really powerful story. If I said, that was one of my favorite songs. And just from listening to it, what I got from that is it talks about how even though we may not always know how God is working, he still is working. And he reminds us to turn back to him whenever we've strayed because he is enough for us. And he wants us no matter what we've done that we think is too much and that he will never yeah. take us back. That's exactly right. Yeah. And I like the line that may have – it was a bit difficult to hear. But though I don't understand the steps that I must take, I know I'm in your hand. You carry me through my mistakes. Yeah, that was uh, that was that was this line that we had tried to we were using for our bridge, but uh, we wanted to try to throw something else in there to fill a little bit of extra space, um, but we couldn't come up with anything, and I think it ended up turning out perfectly, just kind of with that. Yeah, I agree. That's that's a very powerful line. It's a really Thanks, cool man, story yeah. to go along with a really cool line. I could have made it up. You guys don't know. That's true, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, I guess another song I want to bring up is Can't Feel the Rain. It's got like a um, like a breakup song vibe with kind of an mm. indie twist type thing going on. You want to go more in depth on that? Yeah, so that is probably the most angsty of the songs on the album. Um, it, there's a reason it's right before Being Honest. Um, it's, it's, it's supposed to kind of be a culmination. It wasn't originally when I wrote it, though. Um, I was messing around. I think I was trying to play bloodstream by ed sheeran on guitar and so i had it tuned that way um and i was messing around and i came up with that weird kind of off off kilter arpeggio that it's kind of built around yeah i was actually dating someone while i wrote it and i was talking to them about coming up with this like cool guitar riff and stuff and i was really I ended up making like an angsty i don't want to be with you song <laughs> but uh <laughs> but kind of the idea around the song is just kind of realizing that you shouldn't be with someone, but not taking any action to not be with that person, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. I'm not confirming or denying that it was based off of a real relationship, but um, <laughs> but I was I was angsty at the time I was writing it, let's just put it that way. We all have that phase, right? And that's one of the things I really liked about that song. Like, we've all kind of been there. We've all been numb because we know we should make yeah. this decision that we can't make. I'll be legit. Like we, uh, we had to rework it for the album version over the single version. Um, and coming back to it like six months later when I kind of knew what I was doing more with, uh, audio quality and then having someone that could mix well. Um, it's, it's way better on the album than it is on the single, in my opinion. Having listened to both, I can agree. Um, yeah. So Grant, do you have a song that you want to talk about? Yes, I also, one of my other favorites is I like Another Year, if you wanted to kind of go into the backstory about that. Yeah, so uh, Another Year 
was the first song on the album that I actually wrote kind of and recorded all by myself because it, it was right when the pandemic hit. So uh, we obviously Eli and I couldn't get together and record because um, I mean, it was like lockdown, don't go anywhere. Um, but uh, for like the first couple weeks, um, I had like been watching all these like big artists were doing their at home concerts and I was making the mistake of watching them late at night. And so I get like super pumped up and be like, yeah. And then you know, I'd be up till one. That's not what you should do. But, uh, so it was kind of in the middle of all that. It was a lot of really inspiring kind of for me. So I watched an artist that I really liked and she was kind of just messing around on a guitar and I kind of liked the style that she was doing. There was a lot of like finger picking and um, hammer on, hammer off. And so I decided that I would like try to do something, obviously not rip it off, but um, to mess around on guitar and just see what I could come up with. And so the guitar loop that's kind of used throughout the song, I think I was able to figure it out in maybe maybe like 15 minutes. Like I was, was really kind of... Um, in the creative mode. The lyrics, I didn't really plan to write that song. Um, but as I was, as I was, once I had kind of hammered out the guitar, um, tones and like where I wanted to go with the song, um, I just kind of, kind of riffed around with vocals, which isn't something I'd really done before. Normally I kind of, um, plot out all the lyrics first and then write the music. Um, but for this one, I just kind of, just kind of saw what came out. And, uh, and another year is what um, I guess was on my mind at the time, which makes sense because it's about um, uncertainty and um, just kind of knowing that you need people around you um, to make it through those times. So I wrote it in isolation. You know, you know how it is, right? <laughs> yeah, and I liked a lot of those lyrics. There was time feels like it's always slipping. I can't waste another day. And I feel like I don't know if this is exactly how you meant it, but for me, from like a Christian perspective, it almost feels like we could be like, oh, I don't have to focus on my relationship with God right now because I have so much more life to live. Like I'm only I'm 17. Are you 18, Ethan? I'm 19, actually. Oh, you're 19. But barely. Yeah, I just turned 19 in July. Mm -hmm. And so we're we're still really young. And so we're like, oh, we have this long life to live. But in reality, we need to stop taking life for granted because especially mm -hmm. now with what's going on, we need to realize, hey, stuff can change very quickly and very rapidly. We need to start almost taking stuff more seriously, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that, that line is very similar to what, what you're saying. It's the idea of kind of taking time and being intentional about it um and, and then and it's also kind of um surrounded in the idea of like relationships with others with mm -hmm. god and just kind of the community that you build around you um it's the idea of you, know, you need them to kind of get where you need to go um and that you because i mean none of us really know you know what the future holds exactly um, but having people around you and having God on your side kind of gives us what we need to go into that. And that's a part of why it's on the second half of the album is because you kind of bring in the perspective of needing other people and God, which isn't something that I necessarily put in the first four where it's more angsty and um, less grounded. Yeah, and also in, kind of going with that, I like the line, if I know that you are right here with me, maybe things will be okay. 
because a lot of times we can get really overwhelmed and like almost to lose sight of God, and we need to remind ourselves that He's still there for us. Mm-hmm. Definitely, and that things will be okay because He's there. Yeah, I'd say that's probably the thesis for the whole song. Yeah, I really, really like the song. Thanks, man. Yeah, I um, I really like it too. I'd say that the, that's the thesis for most of this album. Honestly, it's kind of got that same feeling. Yeah. But I mean, I I didn't write it. <laughs> uh, it's it's probably close. Um, again, it's it's mostly just kind of let's be vague, but it, it kind of just goes into um of the process for growing in a way is you, know, you have your problem you vent that problem and you try to understand it and then you kind of move forward with that understanding because each song kind of touches a different issue or a different um theme in a way but it's all that's kind of all how it ties together yeah i gotta say i really like the album it's become daily listening I hope so. I need that stream revenue, right? <laughs> but I mean, it, it can't be as lucrative as podcasting, I'm sure. It's probably not. I really like the melody behind Diamond Warren, but I, I can't fully get the lyrics if that makes sense. Could you, um, could you go into depth on those and kind of explain? Yeah, so I wrote that song. Um, that song is kind of about needing to open up to other people. Um, but I found that when I really need to kind of self-critique myself in a way that uh, I like to write from like a perspective of like a narrator. So I'm not talking about myself. I'm talking about, you know, this character in this song. Um, so I kind of took, I kind of took the idea of being closed off in certain, you know, with certain people and in certain situations um, and I tried to kind of think of a different way to express that. And so the idea behind a diamond worn is that um, it's a story like this girl that is with somebody um, who really just kind of wants what's best for them, but she won't open up or trust this person. So they move on. Um, and so it's kind of, it's set after the fact. Um, and that's why, when you get to the third verse and the final chorus where it kind of slows down a little bit, I'm sorry. Um, when, when you get to that point, the idea is that she's kind of, um, realizing what happened. And that's why the chorus changes at the end is because she realizes what she wasn't doing. Right. Wow. That's a really powerful story to go with in the song. I'm going to have to go back and re-listen to it so I can kind of notice those things now that I know they're there. That's just really cool. I feel like I've said that every song so far, but that's just really cool. Thanks, man. Um, I've got one more, Grant. Do you have any? Um, do you have any more to go through before I get to my last one? So, uh, there's another song. It's train song. Mm-hmm. I couldn't fully understand what the song is about, but I really enjoyed it. And I, it almost sounded like wedding music at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Uh, yeah, we found a really nice organ sound on Eli's keyboard. Um, it's hard to find good fake instruments, <laughs> so we were like, we're going to use this. Um, but the idea behind a train song is um, it's just kind of capturing wanting to run away with someone um, and to kind of ditch the future in a way. And to, it's, it's mainly kind of about escapism with someone else. Um, that's why it's right at the beginning. Um, in the context of the album, it kind of is going into themes of like uncertainty about the future, 
um, worry about it. And so it's taking that and turning it into, I want to run away with this person to kind of escape all that. And this is what I think I'm going to need. Um, so it's a little um, romanticized in a way, but I think that it, it, um, it kind of builds on that theme because it is. It was one of the last songs we actually recorded and wrote. Yeah, and it um it pairs really well with Window, which I believe it's right before Window, right? It's, it's yeah, it's right before, and we didn't actually plan um to do that. But as I was finishing up the album, I was trying to figure out just where everything needed to go. I realized that Train Song kind of began the relationship-based songs on the album, and so it was kind of like the naive "Want to Run Away," which is I mean, it's a really sweet sentiment. But um, it's not generally something that ever happens or works. Um, and then going from that to a window, which is kind of more of of like, I know it's not going to work. Or it's kind of like that transition. Because we were originally going to use it for that short film that you were going to come up with. Um, but then the idea behind that was that it was supposed to be an unreliable narrator. And so... Um, I've written it with the transition between like um, this kind of you know I'm gonna do everything for this girl and you know we're gonna we're gonna make it work and then it kind of falls apart at the end um, and so that ended up working really well to be right in the middle of train song which is this kind of star-crossed song and can't feel the rain which is you know this get me out of here um, kind of song. <laughs> It's, it's like you go from I want to be with this girl forever to maybe I made a mistake to get me out of here, <laughs> right? Yeah, um, and it too it kind of does the same with the angst because train song is not very angsty because it's not supposed to be, um, and then windows a little bit, and then uh, can't feel the rain is just you know this toxic soup of emotion pretty much the whole time, <laughs> um, but on window actually I kind of really like the. Um, composition behind it because i started it out in each verse with like the um i don't know if either one of you are like music theory nerds like i am but it starts out with your kind of basic pop pop song so you know you have the root chord the fifth the fourth and the sixth that's like what a lot of pop and worship music is built off of it's very simple but everyone likes it um but as the pre-chorus and the chorus come in the uh the progression changes and gets more complicated. And so I kind of like that as the kind of lyrics get more complicated and the kind of simple facade that's presented in the verses um, goes away, uh, that it gets more complicated. Because I know a lot of times, like, I can't directly point at, like, the composition theory-wise equaling the song itself besides, you know, minor chord, major chord. Um, but I was really kind of proud of that because I was able to make it more complicated as the lyrics and the themes got more clouded. And I, as you said, you kind of wrote it for that short film that kind of got scrapped when the pandemic started. But um, I remember listening through it as you um, as you were writing it, how, like you said, um, it just kind of seemed frantic towards the end because it perfectly encapsulates that emotion that you wrote with the lyrics. After uh, Grant's face, when uh, he didn't mention the short film, I'm interested to hear about this. Well, that's a topic for another episode, Matt. Suffice it to say, I'd written the script, I found actors, I um, invested in a camera, I'd already invested in the soundtrack, 
and the pandemic hit and I couldn't get the the actors together. I mean, there's not much you can do when you can't film in the middle of a pandemic. Well, Grant, is there anything you want to talk uh, anything else you want to talk about before we wrap this one up? Never have nothing else to say besides great album. Thanks, man. Well, I guess we should probably wrap this up. Ethan, thank you so much for coming on and um yeah. So you want to tell these people where they can find your music and find your band? Yeah, so you can find um, Crossroads EMC's new album, Landmarks, that we've spent the last 40 minutes talking about. Um, you can find it on any streaming platform, uh, including Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon. Um, the list kind of goes on. Uh, if you want to follow us on Instagram, we're at Crossroads EMC. Um, and there you can actually find a link on our bio to to get to the album on whatever streaming platform you have. We, you, we're also available on iTunes if you like buying music, which I would really love it if you do. <laughs> and then uh, we're also on uh, cdbaby.com, but we've never actually gotten a sale from there, so I don't know who uses it. Um, you also have a couple um, of Behind the Lyrics videos on your Instagram too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just put up a video for Restless in the Summer and then Being Honest. Awesome. That that's that's great. Listeners, you should go check that out. I've seen them. I really enjoyed them, especially if you like the music. I highly recommend you go check them out. Grant, do you want to tell them where they can find us? If you want to email us just with any thoughts about the podcast or any suggestions for stuff we can watch, or if you want to be on the podcast yourself, you can email us at muchtalkaboutnothing at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at muchtalkaboutnothing, and we are on Twitter at MTAN Podcast. Yep, and if you want to leave a review, you can do that at ratethispodcast.com slash muchtalk, and we have a website with the link in the description. Ethan, thank you so much again for coming on. It was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you, guys. And for Ethan and Grant, I have been Other Grant. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you next time.